Let's try it again. Halifax Health under the tower. There you go with Christine Goudreau, who is a registered nurse at Halifax Health, and she is a diabetes educator, and I've learned so much from her, and thankfully, I don't have diabetes, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot to it, I've found. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. So thanks for being here. Thank you. This is like, is this our fourth one? Yes. And I, I hope this so. helps people, but the one thing one, I want to say, and because we have a blank program, a and Accredited? No. Accredited. An accredited. There we go. Christine's working on that word. She has a bunch of degrees and everything, but she still says accredited sometimes. Yeah, this is a Massachusetts but it's thing. Accredited. Accredited. Correct. So Halifax Health has an accredited... American Diabetes Association education program for diabetes. Right. And so here's the deal. This podcast is just the highlights, right? It's That's just right. the highlights. Just the highlights. If you have diabetes, you have got to go through the education Thank you, John. Just got to. And how would they do that? They would well, call 425 what? D-I-A-B. Yeah. And Andrea would answer the phone. And then give them some uh, rules there that have to be done as far yeah, as Yeah, you have to get a referral from right. your physician. Oh, well, you can ask the physician. They may already have the, yeah. uh, the paperwork. They should because mm-hmm. we're like, we're the biggest program in the county. Right. There's no doubt. Yeah. And, and we and help it, a lot of people with diabetes. And I am so grateful. And the other day we had lunch with um, Lowell and Nancy Lohman and some fantastic patients of ours. Mm-hmm. And one man actually brought tears to his eyes that we brought an endocrinologist here, which is so exciting. Yes, it is, absolutely. Dr. Kapadia and you and Kim and Andrea and Sharon do such wonderful work. Thank you. So today we teased about medication because, wow, is there a lot of medication stuff happening with diabetes? There sure is. And, you know... I have this beautiful handout that I read about the classes of of, uh, medication, but I had no idea that there are 10 classes Mm. and 30 different medications for diabetes. Right. So these 10 classes uh, are the pills, the oral medications, and within those classes, there are 30 different medications. That's crazy. So you can see where the physician has a lot of room uh, depending on the patient's history. Um, And how big they are. And what their makeup is. Right. And how old they are. Right. And the insurance. Yeah, there's just a lot that goes into it. And how intense the therapy may be. And the crazy part is, I didn't realize this, the the different medications work on different parts of the body. Correct. Yeah. So it could be a brain medication. It could be a muscle medication. It could be a liver, or as you would say, a liver medication. It could be a pancreas could be the gut, which includes the abdomen and all that stuff that happens there. The kidneys, Mm -hmm. which our kidney transplant folks say is the mother of the body Mm. because the kidneys regulate a lot of stuff. Right. Well, and then so doesn't the liver fat, which is fat, big problem, unhealthy fat, big problem. Mm -hmm. This is whole this whole thing. The whole thing is. Yeah, is a big issue. I had no idea. So when we think about you know, these different parts of the body, hmm. Well, right? remember, all medications that you take work at certain parts of the body. Yeah, I know. It's just hard for me to believe that. Well, of course. When you take a, when you have a headache and you take right. a medication for a headache, that medication is sensitive to the cells. Crazy. It's agonist, antagonist issue with drugs. So those drugs will work in that area. People will say, I take a handful of medication, and how do I know 
how does it know where to go? Well, right, that's what I say. Each drug, you have to come to class. Each drug is sensitive to certain cell receptors. Amazing. So that's how amazing. they are. Oh, it is amazing. Because that is so cool. Again, in diabetes, with all these drugs, they are all now working in certain parts of the body that can help control blood sugars. Um, Which I had no idea about. I thought it was all hooked on the pancreas, but it's no, not. No, no, it's no, not. No, so not. you know, there's so all right. So I'm going to get to the big one that everybody's talking about, right? GLP one. Okay. Works so, in the gut. Right. So gut. How hormone. does it do that? Because these medications work at the gut hormone level. A GLP one, and you know, I encourage everybody to go online and see what a GLP-1 and a GLP is, or GIP, in, in these particular enzymes and, and hormones and how they work. Uh, now, those GLP-1s really are used only in people with type 2 diabetes. So the GLP-1 is, um, is what they call a glucagon-like peptide 1. It's a gut hormone that helps... Uh, that is released into the bloodstream when we eat. So when we eat something and it goes through our stomach, gets into that small part of the uh, intestines, things start to turn on. Yeah. So the hormones turn things on and turn things off, okay? So the GLP-1 will start to turn the pancreas on to produce insulin which insulin lowers blood sugar. Right. Insulin's a hormone as well. So crazy. But that hormone, insulin, comes from the pancreas. So we have drugs that work to push the pancreas to make more insulin. We have drugs like metformin that or glucophage that works at the liver. It's sensitive to the liver cells, the receptors there, and it makes the liver release less sugar. The, uh, the GLP-1 um, work, makes you less hungry. And because why? Because it works at that part of the brain that makes you feel like, okay, I'm full. Through your gut, though. Right. So it's actually, we, we already have GLP-1 in us, right? Yes. That exists already. Yes. So this medication is adding GLP-1. No, it's turning, now, remember, I'm not a... I know you're not a pharmacist. Pharmacist, scientist, but it, it turns the GLP on even more right. or less. Increases. See, things can make things happen more with drugs or less right. with drugs. So it makes us feel fuller. We begin to eat less. We lose weight. And that improves our blood sugars. Right. Now, Ozempic was not licensed for weight loss. They use that off-label. There's one called Wagovi. Wagovi is actually the one that's used for weight loss. It's a higher dose of the Ozempic, but um, you know people tend to use the Ozempic. And this is these are these are people made drugs, right? These are people made drugs. So they're right. making GLP one, which we already have in our body, but they're making it. Correct. And it's the same. Well, that we don't know. No. So there's a difference. I know, I don't want to get too deep, but I'm just saying that that's interesting. Now, here's the big question for me. If you take a GLP-1, and if it changes your hunger patterns, I'm just being real basic, and then you stop taking it, what happens? Well, I got this from my husband. You put on weight. That's right, he's a pharmacist. Right, so 
when he, when he takes GLP one. When you take the, did he lose a lot of weight off of it? He did lose weight, and uh, but then you know he tried to see what happened. Let me right. go off it, and then the weight comes. So what out. you have to do, this is what I'm figuring out. I'm starting to put it together. It's the GLP one, right? Yeah. So okay, so now I'm eating half a sandwich because the GLP one only makes me hungry for half, okay. right? Yeah. And now what I have to do is say, okay, I am a half a sandwich guy now. Mm. And then when I go off the GLP-1, I need to continue to eat that half a sandwich. Right, whatever those So I have to get my mind, I have to create a new neural pathway that says Mm -hmm. half a sandwich is enough for me. Right, because these drugs activate neurons involved in appetite control. But the crazy thing is, can you really tell yourself I'm a half a sandwich guy if your GLP-1 is such that you are... Willpower. We have to dig Wow, so willpower has to go over... Well, eventually, your GLP-1. unless you're going to stay on GLP-1 forever. And so they're we coming come out with new drugs, too, that yeah. is showing even better effects. Than GLP-1s. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, one thing I read was it's very expensive. Yeah, and there's one that's there's one oral uh, that they have in the GLP-1 that works pretty good, too, just like the injectables. Uh, but yeah, all these drugs, see, these are new classes of drugs right. that, that keep coming up, and they're expensive when they're right out of the gate. But here's what, here's what I read also this weekend. They hope that by using these dollars on the front end, mm. that it keeps you from getting to the point where you need treatments on the back end. Oh, yeah. And so that, it's interesting. It's all about controlling the diabetes. So we're going to watch GLP-1s. Because that's an interesting one. Oh, yeah. That's very interesting. Then you have drugs that impact the pancreas. Mm. And which ones are those? The oral medication that most does that is called the sulfonylurea group, the ones that, like, begin with G, glipizide, gliburide, glimipuride. And those particular drugs, you know, if you don't have a functioning pancreas, they're really going to be useless. Right. They're so, an enhancement mm, or an you, adjustment. You have to have a functioning pancreas because they push the pancreas to put out Right, more. it's like turning up the volume. Mm-hmm. Turning up the, um, the uh, insulin volume. This class of drugs is the one that we have most concern about if people don't eat on time and eat enough carbs. Because if you, we have patients that'll take that drug before they go out to eat. Now they have to drive to the restaurant then they get there. There's a wait time. Yeah, then they order up. the, and now this medication is actually pushing the pancreas before there's even food on board. Uh, some of them are taken right before a meal, and some are taken 20 minutes before the meal. Gotcha. So that's something. So you, know, you should really, well, you just gotta you gotta plan your surroundings and your behaviors so that you can get as close to that 20 minutes as you can. Especially with the ones that affect the pancreas. Now, if you were going to a restaurant, and would you be better off just to wait and take it when you get there once you find out what the situation is? Probably with diabetes medication, just because, you know, people sometimes like, well, is that my drug? Yeah, just take your diabetes medication, like the metformin. If some folks get really nauseous when they take that, or they may have um, diarrhea with it. So dysentery, if they don't take it with food. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, that one needs to go with right, you, and you right. take it either right before you eat or right after. And what does metformin do? 
Metformin keeps the liver. So that's the liver side right. of things. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the liver. It keeps the liver quiet. Like that GLP-1 actually works with the liver, turning on the liver, turning off the pancreas, turn, you know, it's, it's you got to remember there are keys. We Drugs are like keys that fit in locks. Right. They turn things right. on. They it's a turn, great analogy. Turn things on, turn things off. It's cool. So the GLP-1 works with the liver, the pancreas, and the brain. A lot know? of things. Yeah, the GLP-1 will signal um, your brain to help reduce food intake yeah so it works in that level um so the um we were on liver the, ones the liver so the liver is usually metformin. The metformin now you're gonna ask me every single drug here no i'm not not gonna ask every single one i just think it's so interesting that the that metformin now metformin was not originally created for diabetes was it who said that i'm just curious i don't know i don't know either that's always been well, maybe I think I got it backwards. Actually, it's been used in off-label, other areas for off-label. Um, I don't know because I don't know where you're getting this information. <laughs> you're so professional. <laughs> okay, so then there's the the then there are the the um, the drugs that actually act, activate in the muscles because sugar has sugar is the energy that transfers from your blood into your muscles to give them energy, right? Mm-hmm. And like for a second, let's back up muscles. So are we talking biceps, triceps, quads, glutes? Yes. Or are we talking about other muscles in the body? Well, remember, we have insulin resistance, and insulin resistance it's at a, can be at the muscle level, mm-hmm. which means that the muscles don't, or the cells in the muscles are locked. Yeah. And usually the best thing is exercise to unlock those muscle cells. That's wild. That's called insulin resistance at the cellular level. And how do you feel if your muscles are locked? I d- I've never felt them. I don't have people complain. It's not, it's not about feeling. It's about sugar levels. Yeah. You so know? locked I mean, is like a- if maybe if you have sodium, that's why Gatorade was made. You know, people get cramps, but right. that's not from right. sugar. Hmm. That's from other things. I'm just trying to picture sugar going into my muscles, and it's hard for me to, like, picture that. Well, you have to think of on a cellular level. Right. Every part of you is So really the muscle cell. cells. What two cells did you start off as? I don't know. Come on. What two cells know. did you I start off as? Egg and sperm. Oh, there you go. Okay. And then you divided and divided, and you right, became... Right, right, right. Cells become tissue. Tissues become organ. Organs yeah, become systems. Crazy. That's wild. And everything is a cell, and a cell needs nutrients, glucose, protein. So there are sep- there are doors on the cells, and that's how they open on a that's muscle amazing. cell. But it, I mean, it's a lot of cells. And insulin is key to that so because it's moving that the glucose part. Correct for energy. Yep. It's cool. All right. So then the brain. We talked about GLP ones are they impact the brain too. From what our little chart says, that's really the only one that we think impacts the brain. Mm, For that satisfied feeling to reduce food hunger. And that's probably the big um, aha thing with GLP-1s. Oh, absolutely. Is because now we're messing with the brain. Right. We're, we're, We're actually getting to the point where our mind is saying, or our brain is saying you're full. Mm hmm. And that's a game changer. And then, yeah, losing weight is always a game changer. Yeah. To 
uh, for type 2 diabetes. It's not to say that everybody who has type 2 diabetes has to lose weight. No, because there are other reasons why people might have diabetes not related to weight. But as we talked about, weight compounds mm -hmm. the issue. Oh, absolutely. And then the issue compounds the weight. And so that's why we've, we've honed in on the fact that weight seems to be something that will most of the time mm -hmm. help relieve symptoms. Correct. Which is very interesting. I didn't understand that either. Healthy lifestyle. It all yeah, comes down to all does. healthy Isn't lifestyle. Isn't it so simple? Yes. It for is. that one. Well, for, you for know, that one. Now, well, if, you're, if you have type 1 diabetes, that's a different story. Correct. That's So a we have to really think about that. Right. No, the beta cells. Right. I mean, we may still have beta cells, but, you know, they're not functioning enough to keep the blood sugars where they need right. to be. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So what is your advice to someone who comes in and says, um, I have type, I very early type 2, my A1C is kind of higher than it should be, and I know this is also a physician who makes this advice, but, you know, do you, people usually say, well, let's start with lifestyle changes first? Usually that's what they want to do. People, you know, the physician may say um, to them, well, let's start a little bit of metformin, and they'll say, no, I want to try to lose some weight. So the earlier you stop metformin, the better it is. But some people want to try within the next three months to lose the weight. And if they can, great. If they can't, then they have to, you know, see what are we going to do now. So then does, so metformin would help them lose weight also? No, well, metformin works at the liver. No, it doesn't uh, help, you, it lose help you lose weight. You always have to go back to the nutrition, right? you know, with that. Um, but it does help insulin um, sensitivity, the uh, metformin, and it keeps the liver quiet. A lot of folks say, oh, I have high blood sugars in the morning. I go to bed, my sugar's fine, and I wake up, and they're elevated, and I haven't eaten anything all night. Well, remember, hormones cause the liver to release sugar during the night because it gets us ready for the next day, the right. dawn phenomenon, it's right. called. So a lot of folks might go on a little bit of metformin with dinner to keep that. Sure. Or bedtime if they can take it with a snack or something and keep that sugar from spiking up in the morning. Hmm. Okay. But, um, yeah, this is something. Whenever you're choosing drugs for a patient, it's between the patient and the physician what's right. going to work best. And so an endocrinologist has studied all these drugs and understands which ones based on the need of might the body fit the might best. fit the patient. That's really what an endocrinologist Even a primary, does. Well, no, primary care can do that, too. That's what the physician does. Right, that's what the physician does. They have to know the medications. Right. They're also going to, based on the patient's medical history, right. for an example, do they have chronic kidney issues, heart failure? Do they have um, arteriosclerotic cardiovascular diseases? Uh, the drug interaction, side effects, their age, their lifestyle, insurance, co-pays. Right. You know, how complex or simple do we want to make uh, this, the medication schedule for these patients? So there's a lot of things that you sit with the patient and, and you discuss, and the patient has input to that. And, and is the majority of that for type 2 diabetes, is the majority of that decision based on your blood panel workup? Well, it's it would be based, do I hear you saying, is it different for type 1 and type 2? No, 
I'm saying for type two, we went over like six well, different places, six different things right. you could do. Okay. Type one is really easy. It's going to be insulin. Right. I'm now, on type two. You can't, I'm sorry, type one. You can go into different regimens of insulin as No, well. but I'm on type two still. So type two, you can use all the medications with the type twos. But I and guess they what may I'm also is, need insulin on top of the oral right, medications But I'm as saying, well. what is it that the physician uses the most to understand which one they should start you on? Well, they do. They can use an algorithm a lot. What what's suggested usually if somebody is new, they might and they have good kidney functions and and their panels are good, then they might start them off on the metformin right out of the gate. The metformin is usually. Uh, you know, what's used. Now, if somebody has cardiovascular issues or chronic kidney disease, then they may dip into another class of drugs that tends to, that, that they're recommending now. So those comorbidities or other issues could be the ones that drive you to a different right. dir- direction. Now, if somebody has kidney issues, then you may not want to put them on the metformin, depending on the laboratory reports, but there are other... Um, drugs that may benefit them for controlling diabetes. So really, I mean, your blood panel is going to be a major factor in choosing which medication you would start with. I'll tell patients, sometimes they're on drugs, and if they go to their, they haven't seen their doctor, they didn't, they skipped an appointment, they haven't done their labs, and now they need medications, a physician may say, no, we can't fill that because you haven't done your labs. Right. And, you know, that, that could be a bad thing to fill a drug if you don't know where the, the kidney function is or the liver function. So labs are very important. And, to and sure that lab is what gives the physician an opportunity to understand where to start. Correct. Because we can see where we're deficient or where we're high. Right. Right. Because the labs, sometimes you look at the patient going, oh, those ankles are swollen or, or something's going on with right. the patient that you you know, the lab might not show. You have to see the patient visually as is well. Is that why it takes endocrinologists a longer time than a primary care a lot of times? Or I, should, I shouldn't say it this way. I should say, is that why it takes a physician dealing with a patient with diabetes a longer appointment than yeah, somebody who isn't? there's a lot of instruction that has to go on with diabetes. Yeah. You need a lot of support with your staff as well with nutrition, with technology, uh, with maybe drawing up insulin, with explaining how the insulin works. You know, and that's why that. you have your class. Correct. Because really, you can't get it all in one doctor's no, appointment. A physician can't teach all that we teach right. in that small period of time that they have. Because you do how many hours? How many hours is the class? Ten hours. Ten hours. So that is very complete. Mm-hmm. And it covers everything. And a physician, if you're lucky, has 45 minutes to spend with you at most. Oh, it depends. Some only have half hour to 20 minutes. Right. Um, When you come to us, though, you see us one-on-one. We like to really see the patient by themselves before we put them in class. That's so good. But it's a 10-hour program. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And do you keep up with people after they finish the program? We call them out six months later and see how they're doing. Um, We always... We'll say if they want to come back within the next year to, to do any of the classes again, to repeat them, that's fine. Just let us know. Um, Can they call you like 
I have this yeah. question, and they can just call you. Do you have a lot of people who call you for little questions? Mm, no, because usually the, when they leave the class, they're, they're pretty, like, they're oh, pretty wow, tuned up, huh? Did, yeah. I got but, this. Yeah, they always can call us if they need to, but or they come back. That's a wonderful service. It is nice. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so, it's a great too. service. Yeah, I think that's great that because, you guys do that. You know, you have to live with diabetes. Right. And you have to know what to do if you want to live a healthy, right. happy Live your life, life well. With, right. If you want to live your life well. Without complications. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So this has been really good because I had no idea, and hopefully our, our or people who've tuned in didn't understand all the different ways medication can work. Next time we're going right. to talk about insulin because that's a whole nother, okay, whole yeah. nother thing. That's but like fine. I didn't understand that GLP ones. You already have GLP one in you. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and I didn't realize that there are yeah, eight places it. where medication can work right. to help with diabetes. Correct. And so the really big thing is you've got to get it right. Yes, you need a great physician. To help you understand mm-hmm. what you need. Yeah, and usually diabetes, you know, a standard of care is always they have to have education. Yeah. When there's change in life, change in medication, change in diet, um, you know, there are situations when your blood sugars are just not where you want them to be. There might be other issues, stress in life. Right. And so there's all education is ongoing. Education and monitoring. Yes. Constant monitoring. Mm -hmm. That's why the continuous glucose monitoring is so cool. Yes. Because it's always monitoring you. Well, 288 times a day it monitors. My gosh. So it's like a GPS. That's crazy. Because, like, my dad would poke his finger. Yes. You know, before Mm -hmm. and after lunch, right? Mm -hmm. So that was, or after dinner. So that was six times. Yeah. And this is doing it 288 Mm -hmm. times. Per day. And you only have to poke, like, one put that time. thing in one time. Well, if you do... If For, like, two using, weeks. Correct. If you're using a um, Dexcom monitor, that's uh, every 10 days. If you're using a Libre, Freestyle Libre, uh, that's every 14 days. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And now, have we gotten to the point where you put that into your cells for your bloodstream... And blood the, the and blood sugar, I'm sorry, and the pump, and you could be completely hands off yet, or not quite yet. Not quite, because you have to put in the uh, the carbs. But it's coming. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think so. So cool. Eventually, could it all be in one unit? It could be in one unit. The one that they're looking at, um, though, has is with a tube, and they're hoping that it's it it doesn't. You don't even have to count carbs. So the cat's meow would be no tube. No tube. Something that just, boom, clips on yeah. and checks your blood sugar and gives insulin. Gives insulin. Just like your pancreas Well, yeah, a does. pancreas. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pancreas different. with no tube. Right. That's what we're shooting for. I mean, they have the Omnipod that has no tube. It's it's a good yeah. um, system as well. I'm but you trying still that have, out now. You still have to do the... You have to always have a continuous monitor right. with a pump. So, so eventually they're, they they're going to get it all in one. Yeah. That's going to be huge. That sure is. I'm looking forward to that day. I bet you're really looking forward to that day. And I don't think it's that far away. No. Well, hopefully. Because, I mean, think about how how far it's come. Yes, John G., I'm getting old, and it's come a long way. Age is in your mind. That's right. Or not. (laughs) So this has been John Guthrie learning a ton about diabetes. Hopefully you're enjoying it. 
Christine, you are a fantastic teacher. No, you are. No. Knuckle bump. Knuckle. All right. This is John and Christine for Diabetes Dialogue under the... That's where you tower. say tower. Okay. God bless. Thank you.